0: Let's pray for the word. Father, thank you that tonight we can come and hear your word and hear what you've got to speak to us. I believe that every person here needs to hear the word, including myself. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will help me to share your word properly in the way that everybody will understand tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. So, in preparation for tonight, I thought while we're on the missions thing and with regards to all that, while I was preparing the sermon, um, yeah, oh, very interesting. I I just want to say before we start, while I was sitting here tonight, I felt God said to me that He's chasing you down, okay? So in the worship, I experienced very strongly that He's chasing you down. There's there's a time, I I feel that there's times where we seek the Lord, but I feel there's a season we're stepping in where God says, you've seeked me, but now I'm chasing you. And you better be ready, because He's going to chase you into this week. You're going to walk out here tonight, and you're going to think, oh, that was cool. But then Tuesday morning, you're going to wake up in tears or whatever, and God just grabbed hold of you. And he grabbed on, and he's not letting go. Okay, just saying. And it's an amazing time. So allow the Lord, thank you, to chase you down. Open your heart. Say, Lord, here I am. Anytime during the week, anytime during the night. I sometimes wake up in the middle of the night, and I know this is a God moment, and um, I've got a notepad next to my bed sometimes, and it's very difficult. I cannot switch on the light because Olivia wakes up. That's my wife, for those of you who don't know. Olivia wakes up, so I don't switch it on. I just put my hand on my, next to my bed like this with a pen, and I start writing in a little half circle. So the next morning, it looks quite interesting. It's like this little half circle, but I know everything God said to me because I you know your hand does what you think it does. You know, just write. So it's like So remember that. Put a notepad next to your bed. So tonight I felt to speak to you from an ant, okay? I'm going to start the sermon there. You know you get these little black ants in your house. I don't know if you have that. We've got got just a lot of them. It's crazy. But when I was little, my dad taught me something. These ants walk all in a line. You know, I'm not going to do the sound effects again tonight. You know my sound effects are legit. But all these ants walk, and then you take your finger, you don't kill it, Okay, it's harsh, but you take your finger just when there's big enough gap and you pull it through. And these ants walk, walk, and (laughs) in the one that's behind where you pulled your finger through, he stops. It's like, what's happening? I speak to the ants, so I understand what they're saying. So he's like, what's happening? You know, don't know where to go. And eventually, this ant will find his way through again, and he's like, here we go. And he's back on his mission. And that's the word I want to bring across. The ants are on a mission doing something. they from moving from this place to that place where there's going to be taking the little larva and carrying it to another nest or taking the queen and carrying her because they're very good gentlemen. And all these things that they do, but they always find their mission again. And the way they find it is just by reading up about, there's about 22,000 different species of ants in the world. Just, Just if you wanted to know. I don't know. When I read up things, some funny stuff always gets stuck in my mind. And their thermones is what they leave behind for the other ones to follow the trail. So if I rub my finger through, I disturb that little thing that they leave behind. And the one behind them can't find it. But the thing I want to bring across is they always find their mission again and start doing what they're supposed to do. And I know in the Bible it says, in in Proverbs, Solomon says, we must look at the ant, but I don't want to bring that in tonight because he speaks of laziness. I don't want you to think that I think you're lazy because I don't think you're lazy, but the Bible does say we must look at the ants, okay? So it might be a bit out of context because he speaks of laziness, but I want you to look at the ant tonight, okay? Get it? Like the ant, we are also on a mission, okay? Like the ant, we have also got a command... The ants have got something to do. They have to go and fetch food or do something for the colony. The same with us. And I want to read to you. I love this part in the Bible. It's Matthew 28. Hold that thought. I'm going to read from Matthew 28, verse 16. It says, The eleven followers went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. On the mountain, the followers saw Jesus. They worshipped him. But some of the followers did not believe that it was really Jesus. So he came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth was given to me. So go and make followers of all people in the world. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything that I have told you to do. You can be sure that I will be with you always. I will continue with you until the end of time. So tonight I want to say, who was Jesus speaking to there? To his disciples, only the 11, because Jesus wasn't replaced yet. But he was speaking to us sitting here and to me. Go into all the world, go and make disciples. And I know it sounds very vague, just go, you know, because what's the 10-point plan? Did Jesus give them one? No. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. I appreciate that. We don't have a lot of people talking back tonight. He did not give them a ten-point plan. He said, go into all the world and go and make disciples. He gave them these three things. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Holy Spirit. And teach them what I taught you. That's it. So, in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, Lord, I've got this type of personality. And this person, have got this type of personality. And this person, has have got like a funny-shaped personality. And I think that's why the Lord said it that way, because everybody has got a, commission, a mission that he needs to go on, go and make disciples. But the Lord wants to use you, the way you are, to go and do it. That's why he didn't give a like, because this tends to, this, I'm, I'm telling you now, I'm not a very good guy that sticks to the rules. I try and bend them. So if you gave me rules, this is how you should do that, I probably wouldn't have sticked to it anyway. So God says, go and do it. And just teach them what I taught you. So that means I need to know the Bible. I need to know because they knew Jesus personally. So they knew this is what he taught them, and that's exactly what they went to do. I need to spend time in the Word of God to get to know Jesus. And really, I spoke to my, um, my boys today, um, Aiden, I spoke to them today, and I said there was this guy I read up about. His name was John Murr. Um, I hope I pronounced it right, but he was in the 1800s in America, something. He discovered a lot. Do you know him? Was, is that the right name? Thank you, John Moore. Thanks. I'm not English. I try to be. <laughs> but um, I, I really, I, I read up about this guy, and he really, he discovered so many, like, new parks, and he when, when he got saved, and he tried to really, through nature, he saw God in nature, and he went and he discovered new parks and, and put up... Um, like conservancies and things like that for the, for the animals to be protected. And um, the one day there was this huge storm, and this guy, instead of everybody running into their houses, you know these big, big trees that's, that's um, in America, instead of running away, he climbed one of them, and it was serving back and forth. You know, so, excuse me, so he was just, you know, one of those go-getter guys. But something that stood out for me, and I thought, wow, I want to share this with you guys tonight, they say at some stage, he memorized the whole New Testament. That is something. That's, I can't do it, sorry. So I don't know how many of you can say from Matthew 1 verse 1 and go through all the whole new, new Testament. I cannot do that. So that stood out for me. That's how we should know God's Word. We should know Jesus. If we know Him, then we will know, but this is how He wants us to go and make disciples. So, and I also want to say something, something really important. All of you are qualified to go and make disciples. There's not one of us that think, mm, maybe it's not for me. All of us are qualified in Jesus. If you know who you are in Christ, and you know your—you know, just who you are in Christ and with a father, truly sons and daughters. From there, it's such a different mindset, and you are qualified. It's not a 10-point plan. It's simply going and building relationships with people around you. That's what it is. I know Jesus called the disciples. He said, hey, come follow me, and they did that. But it was a bit of a different scenario because he was a rabbi, and yeah, they they really wanted his teaching. But from there, he spent three years building relationship with them. And in that relationship, he made disciples. I, I've got this example that, you know, sometimes we think making disciples is just evangelistic. You know, you just, it's just going out into the streets. But if I go to someone, let's say Jason is a complete stranger, and I walk up to him and I say, I follow Jesus. He's going to laugh at me like he's laughing at me now, or he's going to run away. But if I see Jason every day and walk past and greet him and I start building relationship. And we start visiting, and from that relationship, Jason says to me one day, Gideon, why are you so different? You don't go and do this and this and everything I see everybody else does. Then I can say, it's because of Jesus. And then it will be very different, because it comes from a place of relationship. And we can ask the Holy Spirit to really help us to bring people across our path so that we can share our faith with Him. It's not just a quick coffee that we take with people. It's not a program, like I said before. It's a lifestyle. It's our mission. It means that we intentionally pour our lives and our love into someone else's life. That's what it means to make disciples and go into the world. And that is also why I use the ant. It's, you know, they're always on a mission. Sometimes we get knocks in life. Like, okay, in the ant's case, it's that little thing I rub through the pathway. But we might get knocks in life, you know, like the car story I told you the other day about, or you fail an exam, things like that. But always to come back to the mission. It's very interesting. I used to also be in a workplace. I haven't been a pastor all my life. I understand that sometimes it's difficult in our work environments to just stand out like a sore thumb, you know, and be a Christian. But I want to say that in our work environments, that's exactly where God can use you. I can tell you testimonies of where I was supposed to go for interviews, and I end up counseling or comforting the guy that's interviewing me. I don't get the job. (laughs) It's horrible. (laughs) Two weeks later, I find the guy... in in Johannesburg with you know I went for this one interview it went from I saw the sales manager then the marketing manager then the the HR manager we went all the way to the CEO everybody we had this amazing time together and then they said we'll call you and two weeks later I see the the um, sales manager in town he says listen we must still go mountain biking I'm like I need money to go mountain biking you did not accept me as one of your employees but yet we've got this awesome relationship so God can use you in any environment that you find yourself in. I want to read this to you guys. It says the following. Jesus said this, Mark 2, verse 13 to 17. Jesus went to the lake again, and many people followed him there. So Jesus taught them. He was walking beside the lake, and he saw a man named Levi, which we know as Matthew, one of the 12 disciples, son of Alphaeus, which is an interesting name. Levi was sitting at the place where they were collecting taxes. I'm reading from the ERV version, easy-to-read version, with some of Gideon's abbreviated versions. Jesus said to him, follow me. Remember I said Jesus said this to people? So (laughs) then Levi stood up and followed Jesus. It's simple, okay? Later that day, Jesus and his followers ate at Levi's house. Again, there's a social theme, building relationship. Really cool. There were also many tax collectors and other Others with bad reputations eating with them. Okay, do you find yourselves in those situations? There were many of these people who followed Jesus as well. Then, when some teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, you know, I, I want to say the religious people, said <laughs> saw Jesus eating with such bad people, they asked the followers. So they asked Jesus' disciples, not Jesus himself. They said, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard this, so his followers didn't ask to the people, he said to them, it is the sick people who need a doctor, not those who are healthy. I did not come to invite good people. I came to invite sinners. And I want to ask tonight, how many of us only have Christian friends? Because if you've got a circle of friends and they're only Christian then we're not going to reach the lost. Then we're not going to be able. We're only going to make disciples of Christians. And we need to get the lost in with us. I love when I see Facebook. I do check out a lot of people on Facebook. I sometimes check out the Instagrams if they're not private. And um, I must say the photos on Instagram are very different to Facebook. Oh, my word. Men, <laughs> sir? Anyway. <laughs> On Facebook, they're so reserved. On Instagram, there's no clothes. It's just showing muscles. I'm like, wow, who's this person? Anyway, it's none of you. Don't worry. Don't laugh too loud. (laughs) So here's the thing. I love seeing how our people visit with people that I know is not serving God. I'm not saying when I see sometimes our people have cocktails in their hands as well. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm just saying we mustn't look like the world but we must be the light in the world. And it's so nice to see when we mingle with people and I can see you've got a friendship circle outside of church because that's who Jesus came for. That's the people we need in here. Isn't that amazing? So here's a question I want to ask you tonight. Have you ever asked yourself, do I want to make disciples? Because you see, the answer to that question is crucial. If I answer no, then I don't know. I don't know how else to say this. It's, it's a very difficult thing for me. If I say no, I don't want to make disciples. and I need to go back. I want to encourage you, if you're one of those people, to really go and sit and say, Lord, that was my true answer. Be honest with yourself and with the Lord and allow Jesus to come and give you a revelation of himself again. Because it doesn't matter if you're the biggest introvert in the world. We all are called. If I'm a Christian, if I said I've accepted Jesus as my King and Savior, I will make disciples. That's my call. That's the last thing Jesus did. You know, it's so funny. I always think of these movies when when it um now it's funny, you get this guy that's got shot. Bah! You know, that's a horrible way of saying someone is shot. It's like, I don't know how to make gunshots. Anyway, so here's this guy, he's lying down, he's busy dying. And um, I'm going to do the mafia voice, okay? So here's a guy, he's lying down, busy dying, and someone goes to his mouth like, what are you saying? He's like, what are you saying? Blah, 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 open the door. It's like, he said open the door. And everybody's like, "Oh, we need to open the door. What door? Blah, 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 red door. Blah. And he's dead. And that's their mission. They're going to find the red door. I did say red door. I didn't, okay. They're going to find the red door, I hope there's only one, and they're going to open it, that thing, because behind it is the answer they need. How much more, it's, this is just, I know I'm ever exaggerating, but Jesus' last words before he ascended, he didn't die, he rose, so we've got victory, we've got, man, so much hope, we sang about that tonight, that he is alive, and with his last words, he said, go and make disciples of all people. I want to encourage, especially, I know I'm married to an introvert. You won't say that Olivia is. She became an intro extrovert. I don't know. There's so many names about this. So since she got to know me, she became a bit more of an extrovert. But um, I want to specifically say to the introverts, I want to encourage you guys. If you allow God to work in you and you step out and just reach one person, And start discipling them and walk around with them. That one person can be the next, I want to say, Ryan at Bonka. Someone that leads millions of people to the Lord. But it's just, it starts with you stepping out saying, I know I've got this personality where I want to go sit there in the corner. But just find someone else that wants to sit in the corner as well. And the two of you go and sit in the corner. (laughs) I'm going to illustrate something very important to you now. Thanks, Jason. I see he's playing with my things. But um, I want to illustrate something to you. But before I do, I want to really encourage you guys. Step out. Allow the Lord to use whatever personality you have because you are qualified by him. And step out and say, I'm going to reach one person and disciple them. I put this on the group the one day. And I said, how many of you guys are discipling someone that you know is discipling someone that's discipling someone? Because that's what disciple making is. It's not discipling one person and that's where it stops. I need to be in such a relationship with Jason. I'm sorry, I'm picking on you. I need to be in such a relationship with Jonathan that when I spend time with him, I know who he is discipling. Because we're in a good relationship. And Jonathan is discipling someone else. Before I carry on, can I ask you to come read that scripture for us, please? I asked him to come right at the beginning of the sermon. I forgot. He's got a very good scripture. It's 1 Corinthians 2, 1 to 5. And brethren, when I came to you, you did not come with excellence excellence of speech or wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything amongst among you, except Jesus Christ and him crucified, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling, and my speech, my preaching, were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in determination of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. What I felt is people who think must rely on a spirit. Remember, it's not your strength, but, but his, that, that allows you to go out and make disciples. Thanks, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Isn't that amazing? <clears> he <throat> comes to me before in worship, and he's got the scripture, and it goes so nice with the sermon. It's amazing how the spirit works in unity. So I want to illustrate something for you, and yeah, I'll, I'll introduce you to it now, because you might ask yourself, okay, but how? Why are you smiling, Neil? You know what's coming. I've shared it with some guys before. Um, You might ask me, Gideon, but how? How do I make disciples? What do I do? And I want to give you some keys, Um, not points. There's no 10-point step plan, so I want to make it fun so that you will remember this forever, okay? So, gracious, you may put up that, that, that. (laughs) I posted this on Facebook. I shall call you Cube. Okay, so that thing, what you see there is this thing that I've got here. So most of the ADHD people will understand this. I've got so many people that say, I don't get this. I'm like, it's because you don't have ADHD. (laughs) This thing is amazing. This thing is called a fidget cube. Okay, so this fidget cube helps me help you. Okay, so that I don't get distracted easily. But what's so nice about it, and that's why I put that on there, With this fidget cube, if I leave it just there, where it's right there, so I'm gonna use this, you might not see here, but you can see it up there. If I take this fidget cube and I leave it there, it's just a fidget cube. I wanna go as far as to say that it does not mean a lot. It's got potential, that little thing is drawing me, I wanna play with it now, but it's just on its own there, okay? I almost want to go as too far as to say, you know, although I know it's created, it was made, but it's dead. Okay? It's worthless there. But now, you can play the video. On the video, you'll see, look at that. All of a sudden, this little thing, when it's in my hand, I can start playing with it. I can use it for... Okay, I know, it satisfies me. It's just so amazing. But what it does is, What it does is it brings comfort, it's fun to play with, it all of a sudden, while it's in my hand, I want to say it becomes alive. I don't have split personalities, but I mean, I called, I did call it cube, okay? So this little thing in my hand becomes something useful, something that I can use to help me. And I want to say tonight, if you ever thought, how do I go and make disciples? You ask the Holy Spirit to show you people around you. You, from your side, while you're standing there, just standing, you study the Word of God so that you know God's Word and God's relationship with Him. But then what you do is you allow God to take you into His hand. And when you're in God's hand, then things start happening. When I'm this close to God, there, I'm just a Christian going to heaven. I'm speaking to people that have accepted Jesus now. There I'm just a Christian, but in God's hand, when I allow him to play with me, because God's relationship with the Lord is fun. It's not all serious. But then God says, wait a minute, you've got a friend, and he's busy touching this side of you. You know, you've got potential inside of you to prophesy. I want you to prophesy over this friend. I'm like, cool. Cool. I'll go and do it. God said I must do it. I'll be obedient. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prophesy. Next time God touches and he's got this, there's another part of this little thing. I want you to go and pray for this person. He needs you to pray for him, either for comfort or for healing. Or I just want you to go to this person and talk to them. When we're close to God like this, he can use us. And that's a very big key in making disciples, is to be intentional of allowing God to use you in His hand. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Someone blessed me in the week with another one. I don't know why God did this to me, but this is so cool. Now I've got two. <laughs> I haven't named the other one yet, but I realized something for the sermon. When we together, if I have a friend and we're in a community, we're a community on a mission. When we are working together in God's hands, God can use us so much more powerfully together. I can say to my friend, listen, buddy, let's pray for this person. Because maybe I was too afraid to pray for someone in front of other people. But I've got this buddy that's not afraid. And he says, just help me to pray for these people quickly. We lay hands on people. We pray for them. and They get healed. And all of a sudden, we both stood. Yes, I wish I had more of these things. I could have just gone on and on and on with the illustration. But I hope the illustration is hitting home. When we can say, Lord, I want to be this close to you in your hands, I need you to use me. I'm willing that you use me to go out and make disciples. Last question I have, when you go and make disciples, Jesus says we will go Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. I want you to go home tonight and ask yourself, what is my Jerusalem? what is my Judea, what is my Samaria, and what is my ends to the earth? Because for some, sorry, I'm not picking on the introverts, but for an introvert, the ends of the earth might be three houses down in your complex. But that's the end of the earth for that person. And they will reach someone there. So their end of earth is something completely different. My Jerusalem is something different to Jason's. So I want you to go home and ask yourself two things. For those that haven't, Ever thought that they need to make disciples? You need to make disciples. So go home and say, Lord, how do I make disciples? I'm honest with you, Lord. I don't want to, but I want to step out because I know I'm close to you. I've got a relationship with you. And then this question, what is your Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth? Because when God starts speaking to you, then you need to be obedient. Sorry. Sorry. When he comes back and he says, this is what I want you to do, be obedient. I need to start volunteering. I need to sign up for volunteers. Maybe I need to be in a life group. Maybe I need to pray for people. Everything here is available for you to become involved wherever God wants you to go. If you want to go on outreaches, Angelique was to Egypt just the other day. Tiwongi and them are all over the show. They've got contacts everywhere in the world. You can go. Is that cool? You guys are awfully quiet. Okay, so I'm going to pray for you guys that the Lord will speak and chase you down in this week and that He will really come to a place and meet you at your need. Is that cool? Father, thank you that in everything we do, we can trust you because when we're in your hands, we are safe. I pray that as people's hearts are open to hear from you, I pray that you will chase us down in this week. I pray that you will catch us. I pray that you will overtake us, that you will overwhelm us. And whatever you tell us, Lord, who to disciple, maybe it's someone already, I'm busy, a friend, whoever I'm discipling currently, that you will take it to the next level. Break our hearts for the people around us, Lord. Let us see the value in people like you see people. And help us, give us wisdom as we disciple, that they will go and make disciples. Help us to sow seed, good seed in good ground. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will come and help us. And that you will water that and make it grow into trees. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cool. There's going to be prayer afterwards. If you need any more prayer, you're on my right-hand side, your left-hand side. You're more than welcome. I want to encourage you guys. I've had it last week a lot. Um, People asking me questions about the sermon. If you don't know how to disciple and you need encouragement or how-tos, contact me during the week. I am more than willing to speak to you. Cool. Bless you. Have a great week.